It's time for the show that everyone knows. It's time for the green side up show. Hey, welcome in. This is the Green Side Up Show. I'm your host, Max Field, along with Jerry G. Beck. And we want to officially welcome you to the Green Side Up Show. Today, we are going to be talking about a wide variety of topics, including the NFL DL. We're going to get caught up with an old friend, Bob Lee Swagger. We're going to go over uh, how our grandfathers did not use camouflage to hunt. And... We're going to get into uh, some of the uh, ins and outs of, well... Ordering by number. Ordering by number. Backing up your stuff. And Max's random movie fact. And Jerry's random cliff fact. Yes. (laughs) That we don't live by one. Inspirational thoughts by Jerry G. Breck. We thank you for your listening. And today we're going to get right into the mix in episode 5 of the Green Side Up Show. Yeah, the today we're going to talk about things I think people would like to know. As always, we will uh, catch up with one of our many contacts or many friends in the world. We'll catch up with Bob Lee Swagger. He's Jake's friend, just so that we're clear. Yeah, me and Bob had the opportunity to meet several years ago and... Uh, I ran into him the other day. We'll get caught up with him, though. We'll also talk about um, some things that are bothering us today. Halftime mini rants, as always. We'll also uh, delve into uh, maybe a little uh, outdoor gear, specifically geared towards hunting. I have uh, I have some serious thoughts and feelings on camo. This is going to be a Max Field-dominated show today. I have uh, very little input on some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We will uh, think outside the box and look at eliminating the Power 5 conference college football teams from the NCAA, though. Yeah, that's an interesting take we've got on that. Um, Another Max Field-dominated thought. Yeah, so pretty much uh, sit back, relax. Enjoy the sound of my voice because Jerry Beck will not be contributing much today. Okay. Do you want to start off with things people would like to know? Yeah, I have a I have a thing people would like to know. Recently uh, at work, we've had some uh, problems with the computer files. They've gone missing. That's putting it mildly. But we had a we had some problems. We had a the short version is we had a power outage. Train drug down twenty five power poles, surged everything through our network, fried the server, fried the backup. Uh, we had a mess, needless to say. And the thing that I think people would like to know is that in today's world, you need to back up your files, which this experience has given us a new opportunity to reach out and we're probably going to have a new partner for the show and I'm not going to release their name right now but uh, they will be a cloud storage backup uh, service that anyone listening could use to back up their files at home or at work. 
you know, I don't think this is necessarily just a business problem. I think that a lot of people uh, at their house or in their life need to literally back up their junk. Photos, uh, so much of our stuff's done nowadays digitally. Uh, all our memories or videos taken from our iPhones or smartphones and you know, it's just something it's it's smart to do. So I that's good advice. Yeah. So the old adage of two is none and three is one. No, and... uh, stop. Two is one and one is none. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, we had two is none and didn't have a third. Okay. Two is one and one is none. There's no three in that in that in that analogy. Uh, but nonetheless, we didn't have as many as we should. We didn't have a third. Okay, we didn't have a third. So back your stuff up. Have a third. All right. Uh, some things I think people would like to know uh, is this. And this is going to be a kind of a halftime mini rant uh, prequel because on my halftime mini rant, I'm really going to delve into the, the nuts and bolts of this issue. But... Things I think people would like to know is stay out of line while before ordering at fast food restaurants. If you do not know what you would like to order, do not stand in the line to order. Politely remove yourself to the side while you figure it out and then order. But don't stand in the line. Get up to the cash register and think, huh, um, I'll have, well, uh, is, that, is that good? No, just move. This is fast food. You know, if you don't know what you want at McDonald's, don't get in the line. Because everybody who goes to McDonald's knows what they want. Step aside. They have HD 60-inch screen TVs as the menus. You can see them. You can figure it out. Then get in line to order. That's just something I think people would like to know. But what if I don't know what I'm feeling like that day? Stay out of the line. Let other people order. I don't care if you don't know. Just how, don't get in the line to order. How long is a reasonable amount of time to decide? 32 seconds. That's a long time. So if I have 38 seconds worth of decision, then I should step out of get line? Get out of line. Okay. Figure it out. Step back in line. Then place your order. Do not inhibit those of us who know exactly what we want to order when we go to these places. All right. Well, I think those are two things people would like to know. Yes, Yes, I do. Stay out of line. We're catching up for real. All right, everybody. Let's dig right into catching up for real. Max has a great friend that he has run into and has a really good story about. Are you sure you haven't met him? Pretty sure I haven't met him. I could have swore you met him one time. All I know is third-party stories from you. Well, I, I have a few. I don't have that many. We haven't been friends, I mean, too terribly long. I mean, I, uh, I had the opportunity to run into uh, and meet uh, Bob Lee Swagger, you know, uh, several years ago. But I could have swore we've gotten together with you when you've been around. Had lunch or something. Nope. Never had the pleasure. You Sounds like a cool guy, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know... Somebody I'd like to hang out with. Yeah, he, he has a... Uh, Tell you know, a story or two. Has, I wouldn't say he has a checkered past, but his past is definitely interesting. I mean, all the way from growing... I think he's from Arkansas, if I remember right. Uh, grew up in Arkansas, always had a... Just a... Whatever that word is, I don't know. What is it? Un-what? 
uncanny uncanny ability to shoot things yeah uh i you know he he's always been proficient with firearms if that uh, that's probably putting it mildly however uh you know grew up in arkansas his dad was a cop and uh you know joined the military went into the marine corps and uh worked his way up to being a gunnery a, a, a gunnery a gunny sergeant gunnery sergeant gunnery sergeant yeah gunny people call him gunny yeah kind of like uh Gibbs, Gibbs on NCIS. He was kind of like Gibbs. Well, you know, in the military. They did the same thing. Cool. So I was at Cabela's. Um, I'm, I was looking at, I'm in the market for a new scope, which I would like to talk about one of these days in our uh, What the Frig is This segment. But uh, I was looking for a new scope. I was kind of, you know, looking at them, looking, looking around, and... Uh, this guy comes up and he he taps you know you know when they do that thing where they tap you on the right shoulder or the left shoulder and the wrong shoulder yeah you look around and then it's like oh you're on the right well he did that to me guy he got me snuck up on snuck you? up on me something he must be good at very good, very good at uh, three hundred ninety one times good at yeah I, well I don't know that's hearsay I guess but anyway he uh, he you know he snuck up on me and I said what what are you doing man like why are you here. Yeah, we were getting caught up, and uh, it was good to see. It was good to see Bob Lee. I was asking him for some advice because I don't know that there's any better person to ask for advice on a picking a rifle scope for hunting than than Bob Lee Swagger. Well, unless you could run into Gibbs, Gibbs would be okay. But I mean, let's be honest. I don't know if Gibbs is uh, making a shot over a mile. Well, Gibbs probably isn't going to say a whole lot to you. He'll look at the he'll look at the scope, and then he'll look at you. And then he'll, he'll say, look back at the scope. And he'll say, what are you waiting for, Maxfield? That's exactly You're going to buy it? <laughs> That's exactly what Gibbs would say. So anyway, I got caught up with him. Uh, you know, since, uh, since you know, I think most people are familiar with him in, his, uh, in the, the notorious uh, manhunt. You know, he was framed for uh, an assassination. Most people are aware of this. It was plastered all over the news. He was the fall guy? He was the fall guy. Not to be confused with... The Fallout Guys. If you're looking for outdoor gear, go to falloutguys.com. That's falloutguys.com. Nice plug. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Always take the opportunity to make a shameless plug. Absolutely for the Fallout Guys. The good guys over there. Uh, anyway, he, yeah. So I, anyway, it was a big ordeal uh, to get uh, him, you know, the manhunt and all this stuff, trial, whatever. He was cleared of all charges. Obviously, he was set up. And uh, that's all public record. That was that's not. I'm not disclosing anything that is uh, a secret of any nature. But you know, after that, he returned to uh, live in a little bit of a in seclusion back in Montana, up kind, in the Rockies. Kind of like a hobbit. No, he's not like a hobbit. He he, he just he just liked to be alone. He just liked to be alone, and I think that uh, that had a lot to do with uh, some of his military training. He didn't have a whole lot of friends. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of click with him and. and and get to know him, but uh, you know it was good to see him out in uh, out in public. Um, you know, since everything had, had has finally unfolded with uh, the investigation of the uh, the assassin the assassination attempt. Is he keeping a low profile? No, oh, he's always keeping a low profile. Uh, but you know, I I said, so what are you up to these days? I mean, I know you're living in the mountains, obviously. You know, you're up there in your your uh, your one man cabin paradise. Uh, but right now, what he does is he goes around and he does consulting for long range shooters. Um, obviously with his ability to make, uh, make long range shots, he, uh, he goes around and helps instruct, uh, does private consulting work for various organizations and, 
you know, that's what he that's that's what he does. He does around and does instructional videos, not videos, but he does instructional uh, uh, consulting consulting for long range shooting. That sounds great. Maybe we could hook him up with the spy. Oh, uh, maybe those two. Uh, that would be a that would be a good that would be an enjoyable lunch. It'd be very epic to let those two uh, talk but not say anything. The, the spy, because they would tell stories, but you wouldn't really get any of the story. <laughs> the spy knows who he is, and this is just a shout out to the spy. Yes, yes, this is a, a big shout out. Uh, but anyway, I was asking him about the scope, and he gave me some pointers on, uh, on on what to look for, what's important, what's not important, what are good features, bad features, and things like that. So it was good to get caught up with Bob Lee uh, after uh, so many years, uh, not you know, not not having been been around. J- just out of curiosity, what kind of scope are you looking at? Uh, I was Vortex. Uh, there's a lot of high end scopes out there: Night Force, Bushnell, uh, Swarovski. Uh, there's a lot of them. But uh, the ones that I think are, are, are budget price scopes but give you high-end quality are Vortex. They got an amazing uh, warranty, no questions asked. Send it back, they'll replace it, or they'll send you a new scope, no questions asked. Great American company. Is that something you can find on GearMaster.com? Should be. Uh, I would think that uh, GearMaster would have Vortex scopes, yes. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you got to catch up with... Bobbly Swagger. Yeah. <laughs> Halftime! All right. My mini rant today is about the baseball playoffs. There's been a lot of criers and whiners and babies about this one-game playoff to get into the divisional series. Well, they do say pitchers are crybabies and whiners. <laughs> liars and crybabies. Liars and cry... I was trying to, you know... Liars and crybabies. Anyways, so my rant is this. We talked about this in another episode. There's 162 games. One, just say that number out loud. 162 games. In the baseball season. Regular season. And they get to this play-in game, which the phrase comes from the basketball tournament. Yeah, March Madness. Which they don't let them call it play-in game no, anymore. Now it's That's round another one. topic. Now it's round one. Okay, stick into the rant. So this play-in game gets played and the team loses especially in the fashion in in which the Orioles lost to the Blue Jays the other day and all it is is oh well you gotta have a five game series at least no no you don't you got one game to show up Super Bowl's one game you play to win the game which goes back to my argument. I don't know which episode we recorded that I talked about this, but it drives me friggin' nuts that we worry about a dang pitching rotation. Let the guys pitch who can pitch. It was that was episode two. Anyways, so my point is, quit whining about the one game playing. You should have won when few- you could have beat the Twins in game seventy three when you. Pitched some dope from AAA because you wanted to save some other guy's arm. Yeah, yeah. You have 162 games to figure this out. I agree. Excellent rant, Jerry. Okay, my mini rant is continued from the thing I think people would like to know by staying out of line when you order at fast food restaurants, going to ordering by number. Now, if I walk up to the cash register and I look at you and you're my order taker, and I say, I would like a number two. 
You better know what a number two is if you work there. Don't, don't get my order wrong. Now, I understand if I said I would like, uh, well, let's just take McDonald's. Minus pickles, yeah, plus this, Now, if I that. said if I, I would like a sausage egg McMuffin and a breakfast burrito and a hash brown and a beverage. Now, I can understand maybe mixing up my sausage McMuffin but giving me egg or not egg. But if I say I would like a number two with a large Coke, there should be no issues on what is in my bag when the order is handed to me. Did you have a problem at McDonald's the other day? I always have a problem at McDonald's with ordering by number. That should be the easiest way. They give me the numbers. They set the numbers. If you don't want to use numbers, then take them away. Go back to In-N-Out Burger. Give me five items and call it good. But don't give me a bunch of numbers. And then when I order it by that number, you get it wrong. Do you want that in a combo meal? Yeah, no. I ordered a number two. Of course I want it in a combo meal. I ordered it in a number. And it comes with a combo meal implied. All right. Rent over. Calming down. So... Order by number, brown side down? Brown side down. Green side up. Stay out of line. All right, here we go. To get you in a calming mood, we're going to talk about what the frig is this. What the frig is this? A popover. So, uh, after I got, got done catching up with Bob Lee Swagger um, over in the optics section of Cabela's, I. Cabela's is in no way associated with our show. No, no, they're not a sponsor of this show. They can be. Contact us at greensideupshow.com. Podcast at greensideupshow.com. So I, uh, I left the optics counter. I was walking over, um, and I walked through the, the camo section. And every time I see camouflage, I am, I'm shocked. Have you ever seen the price that some of this camouflage stuff costs? Camouflage isn't nothing necessarily something in my wardrobe attire but have you ever walked through and just no i have zero desire to wear camouflage okay what about like ski gear ski gear is expensive okay now take ski gear and i would even say it's a little bit more expensive than ski gear why would that be i have no idea because these patterns now i don't want to get real in depth into camouflage but um the, one of the most famous camouflages is called multicam, right? And it's used in a, a variety of, uh, you know, operations throughout the military. It was actually invented, and, and we will get our fact checker uh, to, to verify this, but I'm pretty sure... Mr. D, the fact checker? Mr. D. We'll get Mr. D, the fact checker, to, to research this. Uh, he'll get right on this. He's our intern. And... Um, Multicam was invented by some kid who played Xbox. And I, I don't remember the, the exact it, video game, like Black Ops or something like that. Is Multicam the digital-looking camo? No, that's Digicamo. Uh, so that's different. That's different. Multicam, uh, he, he created this pattern. He created this pattern in a video game. Like Minecraft? Yes, like, but it was in Black... I think it was in Black... I don't know. I don't play video games, so I don't know which one it was. I, I would recognize the name. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like it yeah. was just he was creating in this video yes. game, and he ended up creating. He created a he created a pattern for his player. Oh, okay. So he couldn't be for seen. for his avatar. So he could not be seen in the video game, 
and lo and behold, he wins some like military contract, and now he's he's worth billions because he owns the rights to that pattern. See, parents, letting your kids play video games is not that bad of an idea. Not always. So anyway, uh, it's a very popular camouflage. It's been uh, it rates really high in all camouflage testing. Uh, however, my my yeah my what the frig is this is is. It comes down to, why do we spend so much money on camouflage? Because we don't want to be seen. Yeah, but here's the deal. When I'm shooting a deer from 400 yards, 300 yards, he... what does it matter? You're going to be smelled more than seen. See, and this goes back to one of my favorite hunting means of all time. It basically is mocking camouflage gear. It says, your grandfather hunted in jeans and a red flannel shirt. The only camouflage you need to worry about is camouflaging your no your noise your smell, and there was one other thing, but I can't remember because it, it wasn't important. But virtually, if you camouflage your scent and your noise, it doesn't really matter what you wear, especially now with all the regulations and having to cover like 70-something percent of your body in orange. I can see that orange. Yeah, so I guess if you're bow hunting, that's a different story. Because uh, you, you have good bow staff skills? Yes. He, yes. I, no, I don't, but people do. Uh, but anyway, so camouflage. I'd just like to do this. A freaking 12-gauge. What do you think? Um, camouflage. I don't know that I have had the extensive experience to know that camouflage does or does not make that big of a difference. However, I think that uh, basic camouflage... I was with my grandpa in the Alaska shooting wolverines. He Epic hunting stories. We should catch up with him. You know, I saw him. Maybe I should reach out to Napoleon and see if we can get him either A on the show or, you know, just kind of find out what he's been up to. I'll bet we could get him up on the show. Up in Preston. You know, I wonder if him and, uh, I wonder if Pedro. Pedro are still good friends. I'll bet Uncle Rico could throw the football over the mountains. Your mom goes to college. So, anyway, uh, what the frig is this? It's camouflage. I don't know. I don't have definite opinions. Sitka, great, expensive. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, what's the other one I saw the other day that I was like, holy crap, this stuff is just... Um, I know there's a King's Camo off King's the freeway. King's Camo off the freeway. There's Bad Badlands. Holy moly, their stuff's expensive. Uh, Cryptech, they own their own pattern, so their stuff's expensive too. Uh, don't know that if one works better than another... Uh, leave comments in the comment box uh, if you've had a success in any kind of particular camouflage. But I agree with the meme. There's m many of our listeners who will know more about this stuff than Absolutely. we do. Absolutely. Uh, great. And that's what we encourage. We encourage uh, you to participate. Comment below on what camouflages work good for you. But I would think that if I uh, camouflaged my scent and my uh, smell, which is my scent, and my noise then uh, I would have a, a pretty good shot at shooting anything regardless of what I'm wearing. Yeah, that With a rifle. That bullet, With is, a rifle. that bullet is faster than my camouflage yes. is rifle, efficient. I'm, I'm strictly isolating this to rifle hunting, not bow hunting, because I believe that there is some uh, advantage uh, when you have to draw an animal within like 40 yards of you to shoot it. Well, if you just go mountain biking, you're bound to run into animals to shoot just pack a bow and arrow on your back yeah it's, you know animals are they're smart they 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 disappear when you legally can shoot them and then they come out when you can't legally shoot them 
They know the dates? Yes, they do. They get emails. I'm sure of it. It's conspiracy theory, but I'm sure of it. Text alerts? Text, yes. <laughs> you know, they're picking up something in the, the ether n- 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 interwebs of uh, when... The extra webs? The extra webs of when we're going to come hunt them. Anyway, camouflage. Okay, there's your, there's your what the frig is this? Camouflage, go get some. Gearmaster.com. Or not get some. G-E-A-R-M-A-S-T-R.com. Buy a good flannel shirt. All right, so we got the camo out of our system. I'm going to digress for a second and go a little bit off topic. I'm looking at this screensaver picture on my laptop, and it's this big, giant, green cliff. Uh next to the sea or the ocean. And I see these pictures all over. Big giant cliffs by the water. And I've never been able to go to a place that has these. Um, I'm really into watching British TV shows right now on Netflix. So the one we're watching right now is called Hinterland. Hinterland? And then it's what like does it hint at? Eguil or Yguil, something on the bottom. I don't know. There, I don't know Welsh. It's it's based in in uh, Wales, and they have these big giant cliffs, and they're just fascinating to me. I don't know why that I wanted to talk about that, but they're really cool, and I've never seen one in real life. Yeah, we don't have anything like that. There's certain you probably could get pretty close to something like that. Uh, I would assume on the Oregon coast. Uh, maybe uh, Washington Coast, British Columbia, but yeah, I don't. We're, we don't live on an island. We don't. We like don't Great live Britain. near near cliffs. No, we don't live like by cliffs. But you know what? We're gonna talk about now. Now that you've got this, this out of your system. Yes, this is out of my system. We're gonna talk about something that both of us will have a strong opinion on. This is gonna be our outside the box segment. And we're going to talk about getting rid of college football, specifically the Power 5 conference teams. Well, I don't know if I feel the same way you do about this. Because really, I don't see a feasible way to do it. It really stems from, uh, well, this, this, this philosophy of mine has, has come from a different few areas. One, paying college athletes. Um, which I think can be done. And... If you eliminate them from being "quote unquote" student athletes, that's the dumbest. And I think that's where that in, I think in that's, America. I think that's, that's where the, the dumbest thing. That's the phrase that really just gets in my craw and and, and wears me out is student athlete. And they want to emphasize it. Yeah, they're a student athlete. They're a student. No, they're an athlete that happens happens to go to your school. Happens to be housed and fed by your university. That's about it. Now I don't want to. I'm not going to diminish any of those. Uh, football players, baseball players, basketball players who who get educations and go on to do great things with their lives. I'm specifically talking about those individuals who are the 1% of college athletes who have no plans on doing anything else except being a professional athlete. And it, it drives me nuts. Yeah, that- but there's a there's a there's a uh, commercial about this. The percentage of those athletes is very low. Right, right, and I understand that, and I think that the one problem I have is that we look at college football specifically, and somehow we have to make every rule based on how it will affect college football. 
And I understand that's because of that's where the money's at. Major, uh, overwhelmingly. So here's the deal. The student athletes that I are I think are legitimate are athletes that play Olympic sports, track and field, tennis, golf, baseball, swimming. Uh, swimming. Those those guys are great. They're getting an education while doing something that they're physically incapable of doing at a, a higher level than me myself ever were. You mean there's no pro marching band? There's no pro marching band. We've I think we established that. Our fact checker is getting on that as well. Um, however, I think that by eliminating the Power Five conferences and saying, look, your football teams can use your school name, but they are going to be directly associated with the NFL and they're going to be called the, de- the, the Developmental Football League. The NFL DL? The NFL DL. Are they like the disabled list players? They're going to replace the disabled list players. You Maybe can you call them just up. call them the replacements. The Perfect. NFL are. Perfect. I don't care what you call them, but as soon as football seems to get out of the college out of their fabric, the, the inter, it, it untwines itself from the college fabric. Oh, they're not associated at all with college. Right. Right. That, that I'm just telling you. You get them out of college fabric... You pay the players or you give them a salary like you would in the the NBA Developmental League. They can take classes on finance. Uh, I'm sure. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I am sure if we contacted the Big Diesel, Shaq Daddy, and said Shaq. Shaq Patrick. Shaq. Shaq. Shut the hell up. If we said Shaq. We want you to create a university. We want you to create coursework that will prepare these athletes to be businessmen and athletes after they're done playing football or basketball or whatever, he would be thrilled. Because the the Big Diesel told his son that he could not leave college until he knew about FICA and how to create an LLC and how to uh, do DBAs and all the things that he's going to need to know about paying taxes on the millions of dollars and how to protect those millions of dollars. You know what? As a matter of fact, I just got to give a big shout out to the big, the big podcast, Shaq's big podcast. It's phenomenal. You need to go listen to this podcast because Shaq is a pretty good human being on many levels. He's one of the most fascinating human beings I've learned about. If you live in the Atlanta area, go eat Krispy Kreme donuts simply because Shaq owns them all now. All the Krispy Kremes in Atlanta, Shaq now owns. And another part of, I don't know how we digress to Shaq, but another cool thing about him is he was talking about his son going pro. Yeah, one and done. He's like, well, what is the NBA contract's like, what, $3 million now? He's like, well, I'll pay him five. I'll pay him straight into my trust. That's tax-free money right to him. He's like, I can pay him more than the NBA. Yeah, See, 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 what he doesn't realize is that I can help pay the NBA. Um, but no, seriously, if, if we get, maybe you, we could get Shaq on, man, oh man, that would be like, a, not, not you impersonating no, Shaq, but actually, real Shaq. actually get Shaq on. That would be amazing. Shaq, if you're bored and want something to do and get on a, another podcast, the invitation's open. Oh, that's an open invitation. Anytime, anywhere we will, in, we will have Shaq be a part of our podcast. Podcast at Greenside Up Show. Hit us up, Shaq. Now, here's the deal. Here's how I foresee this going down. 
each conference gets associated with uh, each team, you know, just like the developmental league in NBA, you have your teams that you can pull from. It's like the minor league system in baseball. I think that that is a, a great thing that helps c college uh, age players. I'm not going to call them student athletes. I'm going to call them college age athletes. 18 to 24. Be able to go play in uh, a league that allows them to gain the three years that they need away from high school to then apply for the NFL draft. And what if they're not good enough to be in the NFL draft? Well, you can go to college, like the rest of America. So they go play their football, make and money, go to college. make money. You're making, making money. money, and if and you want to college. use that money to go back to college, great, use it. But so while they're playing, are they going to college? If they no, they're they're that's the thing. You're deciding. You're either going to go play in the developmental league, or you're going to go to college. But you're not going to play football for a college that's in the Power Five conference now. But you said my football team could use my university's name. Yes, I think that if you want to just continue that association, there there be so I would that. play for Texas, but I can't attend the school. You could attend. You could attend if you wanted. I don't know what your schedule is going to be like, but it's not going to be restricted to only like twenty hours a week, like it is as a quote unquote student athlete. I don't have it all worked out, sir. I don't have all the ins and outs figured out, but I know enough that get rid of the student athlete term. And if that it means separating yourselves from the NCAA and having your own league, then that's what you need to do. Period. So basically, you just want to have paid football. Well, I want it to be. I, I want to get rid of the facade of student athletes. Really. So if somebody football could, football I got, I got student it. athletes. So if somebody could figure out a way to pay the the athletes who are attending the college then this problem would be solved? I don't know. I still think the NCA muddles it up. Well, I, the NCA doesn't do anything they right. Don't, yeah, they don't really do it. I think that the conference commissioners hold all the power. I think that the, the NFL, um, if they got involved, it would be a win for them because they'd have players available to, to pull from in the time of need if, if uh, people were injured or whatnot. So I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know all the ins and outs. It's just how I feel, and these are my thoughts about – Getting rid of the student-athlete student -athlete terminology when it pertains to football in and Power 5 conferences. Okay. Well, there you go. That was, uh, sorry, that was the, the longest, box. that was outside the box. That was the longest segment of the show today. Um, we appreciate you joining us. We want to give a shout-out, quick shout-out to the sponsors real fast. We got uh, GearMaster.com, which you heard, G-E-A-R-M-A-S-T-R.com. Go find your camo and your scopes and other stuff on GearMaster. Um, we plugged in the Fallout guys. Yeah, Fallout guys. Emergency they're, they're, survival gear. They're always good at. Uh, they're always good for a for a mention. Uh, one people we definitely need to make sure we we don't forget is marketer, uh, helping us continue to get our businesses seen where they need to be seen. That's uh, MRK, the number 8R dot biz. Okay, so what kind of movie fact do you have for us today? Max's random movie fact is this. The other weekend, me and my wife and some good friends went and saw the new movie, The Magnificent Seven. Some of you have may have seen the previews for that, this. That was an old movie. Little film. See, this is exactly where I'm going with this. Uh, I think people would like to know that this movie is a remake. The original Magnificent Seven was a remake. How can an original be a remake, you ask? A remake of a remake? A remake of a remake. 
The Magnificent Seven with Ewell Brenner and McQueen in 1960 was actually a remake of what? a... Lightning McQueen? No, no, Steve McQueen. Oh. Not Lightning McQueen. Big big difference. Uh, speed. Speed. I am speed. You, float, you mean I have to turn left to go float right? like a butterfly or stinging like a beamer? No, floating like a Cadillac or stinging like a beamer. Uh, anyway... Uh, the original movie in 1960 of The Magnificent Seven was actually based on a, a Japanese film, The Seven Samurai. So, the movie that is out now in the theaters with Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke and uh, a slew of great people is actually a remake of a remake from 1960. And that is Max's Movie Fact. Alright, that's been episode 5. And this is The Green Side Up Show.